from some news place. Oh, it's ABC. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't read the damn logo, ABC. What are you guys thinking? This is from ABC something. The lost remains of the last known Tasmanian tiger was found at a museum. Yeah, but where? That's the that's the kicker. Solves a big zoological mystery. Yes. But listen to this. The remains of the last known Thylacine? Uh, 85 years this thing has been gone. Tasmanian tiger. Uh, where were they kept? In a cupboard. <laughs> yes, in a fucking cupboard. That's nice. 85 years, man. Could you imagine? 85 years in a fucking cupboard. Yeah, yeah. Tasmanian Museum for decades, with their significance only recently being realized. The female Tasmanian tiger died at the Hobart Zoo September 7th, 1936, and was supposedly transferred to the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery T-Mag. It's been long assumed that its skin and skeleton went missing, but <laughs> I don't know how you misplace things like that, but yeah. Detective work from researcher Robert Paddle, <laughs> cool name, and museum curator of vertebrate zoology Catherine Medlock has resulted in the remains, which have been stored in a cupboard of the museum's education office, now being understood as belonging to the last known Tasmanian tiger. Dr. Medlock say that sounds like the uh, sounds like the name of a supervillain. Dr. Medlock. I'll get you, He-Man! <laughs> I, Dr. Medlock, will finish what Skeletor started. Yeah. Said in a failure to correctly catalog and record the specimen resulted in its skin being taken around the country as a traveling exhibit. With me, uh, museum staff blissfully unaware, they were handling the very last of the fucking species. I'm amazed it's in this good a condition. That is a Tasmanian tiger. That thing doesn't even look like it's from this planet. Wow. That is crazy. Damn. It looks like a fucking alien. Anyway, guys, welcome to No Disclosure. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Prevail Guitar Works, Anchor, and Distro Kid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. Now, before we get into more articles, I am recording with this specific gear that I'm recording with today in order to make a statement. I've helped launch... Numerous podcasts, even recently, because I get people asking all the time, hey, man, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. I hear it's oversaturated, which is just fucking complete rubbish. But, uh, yeah, I want to start a, a podcast. I, I don't know what gear to get. I don't know what to do. Listen, guys, I'm recording this on a $12 condenser microphone, the newer NW800, which normally MSRP is for about 20 bucks. I've never seen it at $20. I got this thing for 12 bucks. I am purposely using a $10 Amazon Basics XLR cable and a one-channel Behringer mixer that you can get for about 50 bucks. So what, 50, uh, $62, 72 bucks around there, 72, I'll say $80 shipped. $80 shipped. I'm not even using a fucking pop filter. I'm just, you know, good mic technique. So 80 bucks. And you can have this right here. I know I have this top-of-the-line crazy fucking gaming PC. The only reason I have that is because I edit video and I needed something really nice. But the first, like, hundred episodes of No Disclosure were recorded on an HP stream fucking laptop with Audacity. You know, you, uh, the DAW that I own that I'm using now was, like, 200 bucks. But, you know, I do the music stuff, too. You don't need that. 
you know, Audacity for free, gear 80 bucks shipped. You can have a podcast that sounds like this. You want to make a podcast? Cool. Go fucking make it. It doesn't need to break the bank. And you could have, you know, I'm just recording with this gear so you can hear what you, you know, can be capable of. I'm a big advocate for people going out there and making something of their lives, you know, outside of the fucking work slavery, you know, all that bullshit. Do it, man. Start a podcast. 80 bucks. 80 bucks. That's all you need. Literally, that's all you need. I know I got thousands of dollars worth of gear and all that stuff, but listen to the results of this, you know? If you know how to mix, if you know how to record properly, everything else is just kind of nitpicking at that point. And the reason I even have that expensive gear is because I've been an audio engineer for over 20 years. You know, I just know what mics to use. But anyway, I'm, I'm recording it with this gear to make a statement. You too can do this. You can have this kind of audio quality and you don't need to spend a gazillion dollars to fucking do it. Anyway, <laughs> a huge bear, this is from Fox 35, a huge bear caught sleeping on front porch of Florida home. <laughs> yeah, it's just straight up taking a fucking nap right there on the porch. <laughs> Looks like Winnie the Pooh. What would you do if you opened your front door and saw a fucking bear sleeping on your front porch? I know what I would do. Not be anywhere in that vicinity. You ever seen what bears do to people? Oh, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Chuck Robbins, who lives in Heathrow, said he has seen plenty of bears before, but this one is the biggest he's ever seen. This thing weighs an estimated 375 pounds. That's a big-ass bear. He told Fox 35 in a Zoom interview that he went out earlier in the night because someone spotted a biz air near his neighborhood and he wanted to see if he could see it and take a photo and record some video. He <laughs> came and went back to bed. Hours later, his neighbor sent him a text letting him know that there was a big blair in his front yard. He decided to look out the window first and he was just laying down rolling over right there on his front porch. It's amazing. <laughs> he just walked out and it was right there, so close, just fast fucking asleep. I hope the bear is comfy. <laughs> He's just taking a nap right there on the porch. Does this say something about us intruding into the bear's habitat? Uh, you could say a lot about that. But this bear looks like, it, it looks so, I don't know, everything about this looks so purposeful. Like this is where the bear wanted to nap, right? But let's think of the old adage, right? Where does a gorilla sit? Anywhere he fucking wants to. Same thing. It's a bear. Where does a bear sit? Where does a bear nap? Anywhere he wants to. <laughs> and this is case in point right here. That's a that's a very large aminal. Yes, I said aminal. This is from 7news.com.au. Dad infected with parasites after wreaking revenge on a crab for pinching his daughter. Uh, see, that's what you get. No fuck with crabs, boy. There's what 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 the hell? Do you hear this? That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to mix out. Thanks. What are you turning into Fox News? Goddamn 7 News. This is the first time I've ever went to your website. You're not making a good first impression. Just like Fox News. Hey, I'm going to play this ad, <laughs> whether you fucking like it or not. And it's going to bleed through on your podcast audio. So, yeah, there you go. I like how they just announce their, their themselves. That's that's wonderful. Cool. Now, after hearing that ad blasting, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to mix that out. That's awesome. Dad infected with parasites. Fuckers. After wreaking revenge on Crab for pinching his daughter, as I was saying, a father in China was hospitalized after eating a whole live crab out of revenge after the crustacean nipped his young daughter beside a stream. Damn, man, don't you think you're just a little bit reactionary? I know you're pissed off that a crab pinched blah, 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 but you're going to eat it alive? Like, you know, 
shell and everything, endoskeleton and all. You're just going to eat the crab. Ugh. I don't like telling people what to do, but maybe therapy isn't a bad idea. Two months after 39-year-old Lou from J... Uh, sorry, I can't say that. In Eastern China, swallowed the crab. He visited the hospital with back pain. Tests found changes to his chest, abdomen, liver, digestive system. Want me to keep going? Because I can. Through the source of the issues was unknown. But the director of the digestive system department at Sir Run Run Shaw Hospital, and not even going to pronounce that, Dr. Sao Chen told local media that doctors asked Lou whether he had ever eaten game or something unusual that could have caused an allergic reaction. Oh, it gets better. Told him about the crab eating incident. Why'd you eat a live crab, doctor said. That's a good fucking question. <laughs> I wanted to take revenge for my daughter. See, revenge doesn't mean anything if the thing that you're taking your revenge out on cannot understand the concept of revenge, right? That's just, that's kind of pointless to me. He said, when we were by a stream, my daughter was pinched by a small crab, so I got angry and put it into my mouth for revenge. And now you have three different parasites careening through your fucking system, okay? He was treated for the parasites, but they've been removed. But, but, here's the kicker. You're going, or the pincher, I should say. <laughs> You're going to be having hospital visits regularly for probably the rest of your life, and that's not an exaggeration. That's, <laughs> that's fucking insane. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, what else do we have here? Fucking bites of crab. I say again, taking revenge out on something that cannot comprehend what revenge is is a little redundant. Yeah, just humans. But thank you. Thank you, sir. China guy. I forget your name. Lou. That's right. Thank you, Lou, for biting a crab out of revenge. Because if you hadn't done that, as stupid as it is. Now, I'm not condoning tomfoolery. I'm not condoning hurting yourself. This isn't TikTok. But you provide me with content, thereby keeping my lights on and food on my table. So I appreciate you. <laughs> this is from CNN. Hospital patient arrested for allegedly switching off neighbor's noisy oxygen machine. Wow. Talk about reactionary. Oh, my God. A hospital patient has been arrested. <sighs> After she allegedly twice switched off the oxygen equipment on which a fellow patient depended on because it was too noisy. Damn. Narcissist much? Public prosecutor's office in the southwest German city of Mannheim obtained a warrant for the 72-year-old woman's arrest and she was brought before the magistrate, an investigating judge of Mannheim local court on Wednesday. She was later admitted to a correctional facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police headquarters and public prosecutor's office in Mannheim said in a statement. Yes. The woman allegedly turned off the main switch of the oxygen equipment sometime before 8 p.m. on Tuesday after feeling disturbed by the noise emanating from it. Well, it's not like it was keeping her alive or anything. You can't deal with the fucking noise. It's an oxygen machine. Those things aren't very noisy anyway. I mean, it could have been worse. She could have been in an iron fucking lung. You probably would have turned that off too, huh? Fucking dickhead. <laughs> Jeez. That's the most narcissistic shit I've ever heard. Your oxygen machine is too noisy. I know it's like, you know, keeping you alive, but I'm trying to get my nap in. Instagram is a viable career. You know that? Instagram is a career, Dad. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Lots of people do it. <laughs> it's a career, Dad. You can't tell you can't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> it's a real career. People make money, Dad. <laughs> 
<laughs> I gotta have my beauty rest. Yeah. That's a fucking narcissism at its finest. Jeez. I hope you go to jail for a long time. I'm not talking about one of them, you know, white-collar resorts like you see on Office Space. I'm talking a federal pound-me-in-the-ass German prison. Yeah. You're gonna have a cellmate named Wanda fucking hitting you with a schnitzel every day. Tampa <laughs> No time to be sad, says a teen who lost leg to a shark bite. Wow. <laughs> Listen, no time to be sad. Okay. Says teen who lost leg to a shark bite. Now, I don't know how your day's going. I don't know how your life is going. But if someone who just lost their leg due to a shark attack is saying, you know what? This is no time to be sad. If they could find a way to be positive... Maybe what you got going on ain't so bad. Lake Mary, Florida, this past July, Addison, uh, Addison, Bethia, uh, Addison, Bethia, life changed forever, or so you might think. A 17-year-old, yeah, 17-year-old, schooling our asses in terms of, you know, staying positive and having a good outlook on life. You just got schooled by a 17-year-old, and so did I. <laughs> That's amazing. You were scalloping with her family. When a shark attacked, she lost her leg but said she isn't letting it hold her back. Wow. I know a lot of people would get down about having an amputation this severe, she says, but I keep a positive mindset. That's an understatement. And keep friends and family close. Bethia, an avid fan of four-wheelers, gets out and rides when she can. She still goes hunting. And she just cheered for her first football game of the season. Yeah, still cheering and everything. Man, you are a fucking badass. Addison made it. <laughs> shark, wherever you are. I hope you know that you just ate leg of badass, and it's not gonna—it's not gonna put her down. No way. And that's just—that amazes me. When I see someone who's gone through something more horrific than I can possibly imagine, and probably endured more more pain than her brain could fucking comprehend. We're talking like shock level pain here. And then at the end of it, you know, she still remains positive and says, well, I mean, what can you do at that point, really? You could either get depressed or be like, hey, I'm not fucking dead. Enjoy leg, shark. I'm going to tell you one thing. You ain't getting another one. But that's fucking, wow. I, I love it. I just got schooled by a 17-year-old because I get depressed and stuff like that. But goddamn, you know, she's missing one leg. And she's like, well, fuck it. <laughs> Cheerleading practice next week. Let's go. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. My hat goes off to you. Awesome. Skibbity bop bow, skibbity bay, skibbity wop wop, skibbity pow, skibbity wow wow. Why, Reddit? You guys are very, very low on the articles. I, and I'm not cutting either. We're doing an old school episode of No Disclosure today, where I am not bookmarking shit. No preloaded articles, none of that. We're doing it old school. This is from Nikia Asia. Electricity from snow. Huh? Well, a Japanese city believes it can be done. Heat transfer system expected to be as efficient as solar and cleaner than wind. <laughs> cleaner than wind? What the fuck could be possibly cleaner than wind? So anyway, this is from Japan. The sun and wind are the two natural phenomena most harnessed for renewable energy, but one city in northern Japan believes it can tap an overbooked resource that it has in abundance. No. Approving test in the city of Amori. 
will begin next month and run through March. The city will conduct a test in cooperation with Forte, a local information technology startup, along with Tokyo's University of Electrocommunications. The t- <laughs> the test will involve dumping snow removed by the city plows into a pool. Located at a shuttered school, electricity will be generated using the temperature differential between the snow and the outside air. Are you confused? Well, let me tell you, I'm fucking confused too. See how it works is... (laughs) You thought I knew something, didn't you? No. Heat transfer tubes will be placed in the snow, the source of the cold air. Okay, I get that. All right, well, I'm with you so far. The (laughs) Excuse me. I'm not cutting. I'm not cutting. The outside air, meanwhile, is heated by the sun. Okay, outside air is heated by the sun. We know this. The difference in temperatures is used to create a convection current and a coolant inside a turbine. The convection current rotates the turbine to produce electricity, and that's where you fucking lose me. But all my brain is telling me, electricity, snow, test, apparently it works. Thank you, brain, for dummying that down for us laymans out there. Pretty cool. I hope you guys figure it out, Japan. So uh, the you know governments around the world, in particular the American government, can completely fucking ignore it because the other way is taxed and makes a shitload more money. We should not be burning fossil fuels at this point. There's, we just should not. Why are we still doing this? It's very fucking arcade. This is why aliens don't come here, because we're, we're still burning fucking dead plants. You realize that, right? All the shit that we can do, all of our technology, everything that we figured out, and we're still burning ancient fucking plants. How two giant bees on eBay... What? What? How two dead giant bees on eBay sparked the hunt to find one alive? Okay, I'll bite. Is it no disclosure? Not really. But that was one of the weirdest article headings I've ever fucking read. (laughs) Okay, what's going on? An expedition to find Wallace's giant bee in the wild led to its rediscovery in Indonesia's Malakulukulikilobalobalobaloba Islands. A flying bulldog. That bee is massive! Holy shit! They get that big? Wow! Don't show that to my cat. Fuck. His whole body is swell up bigger than a fucking Volkswagen. Yeah, he likes bees. We call them sky raisins. It's how conservation photographer Clay Bolt described it, while local people call it Ria Ofo or the King of Bees. Yeah, I'll, I'll say so. Wallace's giant bee is certainly a behemoth. Oh, got you there. The puns will not stop. The world's largest species of bee, four times the size of a honeybee. We're talking a wingspan of 2.5 inches. That's fucking huge. For a bee, give me a break. Incredibly rare. Native to a cluster of Indonesian islands, feared extinct for nearly 40 years. Uh, Bolt and his colleagues rediscovered this fucker in 2019. <laughs> so what, what? What's going on with the eBay thing? Oh, okay. Uh, researchers found a specimen in a Dutch museum that had been collected in 1991. Two more dead specimens went up for sale on eBay. <laughs> That's just funny to me. I, I, I'm kind of glad that I read that now. Because of eBay, we've discovered... Something that was thought to be completely extinct. And these are fresh, dead specimens, which tells us that they are still flying around this Indonesian area, this remote kind of area. So so eBay, (laughs) doing your part for science. I I just, I don't know why. It it, it tickles me. It just, uh, I find that humorous. Find that humorous. Okay. 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 So this is from, (laughs) 
I just saw this while I was talking. This is from News Channel because I would try to you know stay a step ahead while I'm talking about the article, so I could find something without having to go skibbity bop bow skibbity bay. Because we're what a thousand episodes in, and uh, yeah, this is still how we do it. Kilgore, Texas. Police in Texas said they apprehended a reckless driver that turned out to be a dog. <laughs> no one taught the dog how to drive. That's reckless. Two vehicles were hit in a Walmart parking lot. Damn dog. The owner of one of the vehicles said he saw the suspect barreling down on him, but was unable to avoid the crash. He was shocked to see a dog in the driver's seat. What? The <laughs> was a fucking great Dane. The Kilgore Police Department confirmed the dog was behind the wheel at the time of the crash. <laughs> Police found that the dog was sitting in the unoccupied truck waiting for its owners who were inside the store. The dog set the truck in motion after apparently got a little antsy and bounced around inside the cab. Ugh, that's one of those uh, one in a million things. I could pay you a billion dollars and you will never be able to get the dog to do that again. Even <laughs> And he did it completely by accident. That's one of those things that is so astronomical it could only happen once. The steering column. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, well, it is kind of a perfect storm, really. The steering column had prior damage that apparently allowed the pooch to accidentally place the truck in drive. The leash the dog, the leash the dog was wearing, this just keeps getting better, is also believed to have gotten caught on the e-brake, releasing it at the same time. See what I mean? This was just a perfect storm of shit. One in a million thing that you will never be able to replicate. It's a monkey typewriter thing, but good fucking luck there. Have a thousand, you know, a million dogs and a million cars with a million different problems with the steering column, and you'll probably never be able to replicate that. <laughs> the dog does look pretty guilty. Uh, I don't know if the dog got a ticket, but I don't know. I would, I would, I would let the dog slide on this one, and the owner as well. You guys got to realize that the chances of this happening. <laughs> This is probably the first and only time it will ever happen in the history of human and or dog. What about what did I see about diarrhea? Is it a diarrhea story? Yeah, I'm there. Prescription poop is here. FDA approves fecal slurry for unshaken. Oh, that's that uh, thing, right? Where um, you could send in your send in your poo poo because you know, like for some kind of gut bacteria transplant. You guys hear about that? I'm not going to read the fucking article, but a while back we read an article about transplanting gut bacteria and the best way to do that is to take donated doo-doo yes poop transplant i don't know if they actually put the poop in your intestine which would be fucking awesome i would love to have my doo-doo in somebody else's intestine be like here uh, a number one from mcdonald's and two supreme burritos from taco john's enjoy the next 24 hours <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Did you <laughs> now Cassie's son Eli was telling me about this movie called Cocaine Bear, and I thought he was completely full of shit until I found out that this is a real film coming out. Yes, I have put this on the must-watch list right above Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, which apparently is a real thing as well. I'm amazed. Cocaine Bear, yeah. I wanted to know this because when you see the trailer, you know, it's like based on true events. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Did I just wake up in the Twilight Zone or something? What happened? Cocaine Bear was real. And here's the backstory I'm just seeing. 40 years after a 175-pound black bear found and ingested cocaine in a Georgia forest, 
The drug, <laughs> the bear's drug binge inspired a movie. That's awesome. So yeah, apparently it is real. Oh, it's already out. Released on Wednesday. Oh, the trailer was released on Wednesday. I'm an idiot. The film's title is not a metaphor or clever wordplay. The bear was high on fucking coke. How did the bear ingest that much Colombian Bam Bam in the first place? The bloody spree that followed the bear's cocaine binge, as depicted in the trailer, is fictional, but the story about a high bear is very real. Okay, so the movie story is entirely fiction, but the part about the bear acquiring said and ingesting said cocaina is definitely real. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it has Ray Liotta in it. Wow, Ray Liotta passed away in May. So this is like one is one of, if not his last film role. It's got fucking Ray Liotta in it? Okay, I'm there. It depicts the bear's drug-induced trail of terror and the victims he leaves behind. As you might guess, yes, you're correct. I know what you're thinking. This did happen in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Pryor missed a shipment. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation announced in December of 85 that a 175-pound black bear died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug. Wow. What bear calls overdose, 175-pound black bear calls an overdose. Richard Pryor probably just called Thursday. Discovering a batch of the drug, according to a three-sentence item from United Press International. I got to read this. December 22nd. Apparently died of an overdose of cocaine. I'm reading the actual news article. After discovering a batch of the drug, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said today the cocaine was apparently dropped from a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died September 11th in Knoxville, Tennessee, because he was carrying too heavy a load while parachuting. This story just keeps getting fucking crazier. I see why they made a movie about this. Is this one of those movies that you didn't have to make any of this fiction at all? You could have just made a badly CG'd bear. Yeah, I fucking noticed that, guys. I don't know if it's done for irony at this point, but CG sucks. You want to watch real fucking special effects done right? Watch the new Hellraiser movie on fucking Hulu. Yeah. Practical effects. Amazing. Still looks better than CG any fucking day. Stupid. That bear looks like shit. The cocaine was... It's not like a bear hasn't been in a movie before. The cocaine was dropped from a plane. Yes. The bear, in real life, was found dead in the mountains of Fannin County, uh, County, Georgia. Why can't I say it? There's nothing left but bones and a big old hide. The chief medical examiner at the time said after an autopsy in December of 85, the bear had absorbed three or four grams of cocaine into its bloodstream, although it more than likely ate a lot more than that. <laughs> That's crazy. This is one of those movies where you didn't have to fictionalize shit, is it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> they made it, you know, just something crazy. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Come on, give me something news. Human race. You guys are, uh, you're slacking today. You're slacking this week. Nothing from Florida, which is surprising to me. No crazy, uh, uh, no crazy naked people running around in Florida, Atlanta, our usual suspects. Kanye West isn't doing anything fucking crazy this week. Come on. You guys are slacking. Okay, now I found something. WREG.com. <laughs> Looks like a, uh, what is this? CBS affiliate somewhere? Memphis, Tennessee. That's all that matters fucking anyway. Police say a man stole a car from a parking lot in southeast Memphis and then used it to take a friend shopping. Yeah, because why not? 
2010 Infiniti G37 was taken from the 8,000 block of Irene Boulevard early Wednesday morning, but thanks to GPS tracking, it was found a day later. <laughs> One day later. Police said they located the stolen car at a clothing store. Why do you give me the address? What does that matter? Like, uh, I swear, man. I know I say it every week, but I know you fuckers have to hit a certain fucking word count. Man, what do you think you are, the New York Times? Anyway, <laughs> Police saw a man and woman come out of the business and get inside the vehicle. The woman told police she needed to ride. I, she had to have a ride to the store. <laughs> what are you going to do when you need a ride, right? You don't have one. The hell with public transport. Not walk, no. Not bicycle, no. Nah, let's just steal a fucking car. Because, you know, that's the next logical thing, right? I didn't know the Infinity was stolen and was not arrested. But 21-year-old Antoine Carr was taken into custody. Carr told investigators he purchased the car from an unknown friend with marijuana. Wow. Damn. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> I'm going to open up my own store. Call it Weed for Wagons. <laughs> Welcome to Wake and Bake Used Cards. I'm Billy. What's your pleasure? Damn. You got a car for weed? That must have been some badass fucking weed. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you get the car for? Frankenstein or the Brown Bomber? You know why they call that particular strain of weed Brown Bomber? Because every time you smoke it, you shit your pants. Please say they found. <laughs> and what's funny is that wasn't a joke. Police said they found a clear bag of Mary Juaney, a digital scale, and a stolen gun. Ooh, the gun is what fucked you. Charged with two counts of theft of property, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. They didn't give you a charge for the gun? Really? You got no charge for the firearm? Fuck me. $5,000 bond scheduled to go before a judge next week. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like, oh, we found a shitload of weed in here. A stolen vehicle. Oh, we see a firearm there, too. Well, I already filled out the paperwork. Let's just, you know, forget that was there. <laughs> hey, man, I got a dentist appointment in 15 minutes. Can we wrap this shit up? It's <laughs> a hell with the firearm. We got enough. Goddamn, guys. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yes. Okay, we're starting to see more. Good, good. Maybe we're just lacking on shit on Reddit. Maybe Reddit's falling behind this week. Because I'm starting to see shit now that I've changed the website. Get your shit together. Reddit! Damn it. This is from pahomepage.com. Chestnut Hill Township, Monroe County. State police are investigating an incident where counterfeit cash was used at a Dunkin' Donuts multiple times. I, I watch. Okay, I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay, I'm gonna make a prediction. I know where they fucked up. I know where they fucked up. If you're going to counterfeit money, now I'm not telling you. Like I said, this isn't TikTok. You know, if you're stupid enough to do this shit, don't fucking blame me for it. Disclaimer. But if you're dumb enough to counterfeit fucking money, and I emphasize dumb enough, don't doubt. Don't counterfeit large bills. Don't do it. If you're going to counterfeit money, counterfeit ones and fives. Don't even go for the 10. 10 is a stretch. You might be able to get away with the 10, but that's pushing it. If you're going to counterfeit money, counterfeit ones and fives. Granted, you don't want to go to the car dealership and buy a brand new Corvette with eight duffel bags of $1 bills. But you spread that shit through. It's like I'm teaching you how to have some fucking common sense, and I don't even counterfeit money. I would be a really good fucking criminal, man. 
multiple bank accounts, okay, across town. Not your fucking town, not where you live. Go overseas even if you can. Overseas is the way to go. I'm going to make a prediction, okay? The reason that they got caught is because they counterfeited something, let's say, 20 or over. I bet you your fucking ass that that's what they did. Watch. State police are investigating an incident where counterfeit cash was used at Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, according to Pennsylvania State Police, on November 7th, around 1.40 p.m., troopers responded to a Dunkin' in Monroe County for a report of a man using... Yep, see? Smart, Billy, smart, Billy. Oh, I told you. You owe me your ass. Your ass can be sent to P.O. To no disclosure, P.O. Box. No, I'm just kidding. If you got a nice ass, though, if you got a really good looking one, send me a picture. Uh, that will suffice. We're <laughs> counterfeit $50 bill. See, I fucking told you. These people are so goddamn greedy. They don't even understand. Counterfeit smaller bills. <laughs> don't do large ones, you fucking idiot. Three separate occasions. And you hit the same store, too. And you're going to use counterfeit bills out of fucking, uh, a fucking Dunkin' Donuts? Are you, are you shitting me? Oh, my God. You deserve to be fucking caught at this point. <laughs> so fucking stupid. How did you even get the counterfeit bills? The total cost of counterfeit cash doesn't matter. It's still fucking federal. $450. Anyone with information is asked to contact PSP Fern Ridge at... Well, I should probably say the number anyway, because people in Philly do listen to this podcast. 570-646-2271. And the rest of you listeners... Please, we're trying to catch an asshole here. So, uh, wait, they're not caught? Wait a minute. Investigating an incident. Oh, he hasn't been caught yet, so that's why they do the phone number. This guy's so fucking stupid. He'll be caught. You know, I was going to say to my other listeners, don't prank call them. We're trying to catch an asshole. So, <laughs> once he's caught, there you go. You can blast it all you want. But he hasn't been caught yet. I'm amazed. As stupid as this person is, he hasn't been fucking apprehended. Counterfeiting anything larger than a 10, you're just asking to get fucking arrested. And you spend it at a Dunkin' Donuts. Really? <laughs> That's what you do with your counterfeit cash. You have a license to print money, or so you think. And the first place you go to, Dunkin'. <laughs> That's a good ad for Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, that's a good ad for you guys. Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> that's awesome. You know what? I'm going to do an ad for you, Dunkin'. I do this. This is how No Disclosure makes its money. We sell ad space on our show. You know, that's how we're able to do this every week. I don't just rely on the Patreon and all that stuff, which is another thing that you budding podcasters out there can use as some inspiration. I'm using fucking $80 worth of gear just to prove a point. And, you know, selling your ad space, that's a great way to make money for your podcast. The radio places did that. I don't recommend doing that on episode one. Make sure that you have a lot of episodes under your belt so people know that you're fucking serious. Yes, you have to turn in your analytics so people know that your podcast is actually listened to so you're not screwing people over. But once you you know, achieve those things, which really isn't difficult, you just stay at it, don't fucking quit, you know, then you can make some serious money podcasting. You can. I do. I make some damn good money doing this. I'm not shitting you. It pays my fucking bills, man. You know, it does. But Duncan, listen, I do this a lot. This is how No Disclosure makes its money. My ads are really creeping up there in price, you know. I'm a commodity. But I'm going to do this for you for free. We're going to do an ad right now for you, Dunkin' Donuts. 
<laughs> because I see some marketing potential here. And my entrepreneurial brain is just going fucking nuts, lighting up like a Christmas tree. Duncan, feel free to cut this out of the podcast and use it free of charge on me. Ladies and gentlemen, Dunkin' Donuts in Philadelphia is the place to go if you're in some need for some lovely, lovely handmade donuts that aren't made anywhere else. Nothing is like Dunkin'. Go to the Monroe County Dunkin' Donuts. Those donuts are so fucking good, people will counterfeit money just to get their hands on them. (laughs) There you go. You can have that for free. That one's all yours, guys. <laughs> I will shit my pants if they use that, too. But I, I, I threw the F-bomb in there, right? Damn it. Well, you know, feel free to edit that. Put, like, a sheet bleeding in there, you know, or something. What else we got? Jesus told her to open the plane door. Oh, my God. No. This didn't happen. Click to Houston.com. Man. Why does all this shit happen right after I get back from, like, a major cross-country fucking trip? Four airplanes I went on to. Nothing crazy happened. I flew all the way across the fucking country and back. And then when I get back, all this shit happens. People going ape shit on planes. Thank you for not doing that while I was traveling. That was a pain in the ass trip as it was. Yeah, Jesus told her to open the plane door, which I doubt he would say that. Woman flying from Houston bit someone on the flight. Bit someone in an effort to open the plane door at 37,000 fucking feet. Yes. Oh, my God. How did she get through the TSA line? How? A woman that fucking insane? I mean, you guys, what were you doing? You're so focused on searching people and grabbing booties and looking at that little monitor and all that shit, making people take off their shoes. Yeah, you still got to fucking do that. That you don't notice the woman playing with her doo-doo and talking out loud to nobody. You think to yourself, well, eh. She might be a flight risk, but you know what? I go to break in 15 minutes. That's what happened. A woman who... (laughs) A woman who the FBI said forced a Southwest Airlines plane from Houston to Columbus, Ohio to make an emergency landing in Little Rock, Arkansas on Saturday. Why? Mid-flight. Apparently, Jesus told her to open the plane door. Fuck. (laughs) Documents released by the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Arkansas say that the 34-year-old walked to the back of the plane where she just stood there and stared at the exit door. I'm amazed she even got onto the fucking plane. You guys aren't very observant, are you? Because, trust me, if she was this crazy on the plane, she's probably just as crazy before she got on the motherfucker. So, if you work for the TSA, or if you're flying yourself, keep your eye out. Because the people out there talking out loud to nobody... That nobody may tell them to murder everyone on the plane. You never know. Court documents say a flight attendant told the woman to either use the bathroom or sit down. Another flight attendant said the female passenger asked two flight attendants if she could look out the window. And when she received a negative response from the flight attendant, she forced her way past the flight attendant and began to pull the handle on the exit door 37,000 feet, which, you know, guaranteed would have fucking killed anybody. Because of the air pressure, can you even open that door? Is that possible? Can that happen? Anyway, uh, maybe they'll say it. I don't know. Um, call Call me dumb. But that extreme amount of air pressure, can that door even open? A passenger who overheard someone say, she's trying to open the door, went to the rear of the plane, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she, someone tried to block her and she bit them. Bit them on the jaw. Bit them on the jaw. 
That's like putting bacon bits on a piece of bacon. In an attempt to ever release the bite, she eventually did. Documents said that when the woman began hitting her head on the plane floor and later said Jesus told her to fly to Ohio and Jesus told her to open the plane door. <sighs> That's some Old Testament wrath of God type shit there. <laughs> God's no stranger to taking out people who don't do what they say. You know, as far as, like I said, the Old Testament kind of wrath of God kind of shit. But opening the door on a plane, whoo, man. I know the Ark of the Covenant thing was brutal, but shit. The woman who was bitten received treatment, by the way. I want to know. See, I'm interested now. Okay, wait a minute. Woman is facing charges of assault within maritime and territorial jurisdiction. Whatever. I want to know if a plane door can open mid-flight. Now I'm interested. Let's learn something. Can a plane door open uh, mid-flight? I'm wondering because of the air pressure. No, unruly passenger, Google says, you cannot physically open a plane door mid-flight. But here's the thing. Even trying to fucking do that and causing that kind of panic, yeah, I can see why your ass got arrested. That's pure insanity. Jesus told you to do it, huh? Okay. Are you sure it was him? (laughs) Are you absolutely sure that that was old JC? Because, um, you know, from what I hear, there's another entity out there that is quite crafty and uh, (laughs) is probably not above and reinterpreting voices or saying that he's somebody else. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. Did you guys hear that Amber Heard officially files to appeal the Johnny Depp libel case verdict? Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because <laughs> I'm VT and that's just what I saw. Come on. Give me one more article. VT, as it loads and loads and loads and loads some more. It just keeps going. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Okay. Oh, thank God. Whenever I see a picture of Michael J. Fox, my heart stops beating for like three fucking seconds. I'm like, no, 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 not him. Not him. I'm telling you right now, Michael J. Fox passes away. I'm leaving this fucking planet. I'm going to go to Elon Musk, Bezos, whoever. Have them build me just a one-man rocket. I am out of here. (laughs) I'm fucking out of here. Do we have one more? Come on. Come on, give me one more. Uh, yeah, you guys heard of the uh, and kind of sad news. You guys heard about the Green Ranger, right? Jason David Frank, the original Green Power Ranger. Yeah, committed suicide. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. MMA star and Power Ranger, Jason David Frank. Uh, his daughter shared a touching tribute to her father two weeks ago. The actor, he killed himself, died at the age of 49. Apparently, he was going through a a nasty divorce, something like that. He struggled with mental health issues and depression before, but no one could have ever predicted this. I mean, that's just uh, terrible. So if you want to see this, uh, which I'm watching right now, a very beautiful, very respectful, touching tribute to this man, then uh, where is it at? Was this? uh, I know you can hear my mouse scrolling. It's loud. Okay. Looks like it's on YouTube. Okay. And there was an interview with People Magazine. But uh, yeah, I was never into Power Rangers growing up. I was just at that age where I was uh, preteenish, you know, kind of, I wasn't a child. But, you know, I'm not saying that Power Rangers is only okay if you're a kid. There was grown ass people that fucking watch Power Rangers. But I was just, I never, I never got into it. I do remember giving it the old college try 
and just not digging it, you know. But I do remember the Green Ranger thing, and that was a big deal for a while. Wasn't he like a you know, a villain or you know, some kind of special thing with the Green Ranger? The internet's probably going fucking nuts right now because I don't know. Sorry, I was spending too much of my time jacking off, okay? But <laughs> just <laughs> that's a lot of information. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Frank. Uh, I had one of my buddies meet you at a convention, said you were the nicest fucking guy in the world. Tragic. Ter- terrible. So my prayers go out to you, sir, and your family as well. I never got into Power Rangers, but uh, it's tragic. It's very tragic. Anyway, guys, I will catch you later. Make sure to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things no disclosure related. All the social media links are there as well as a link to get to our Patreon account where you can get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free bonus episodes, by the way. <laughs> giveaways of certain tiers, all kinds of shit. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Donald Haynes, David Peterson. Thank you guys very much. The show wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for you, seriously. So that's it for this week. Thank you. I love you all. And be fancy. Dunkin' Donuts. Enjoy the ad. <laughs> uh, come on. And me, yeah, I do ads for a living. You know, I do this professionally. How often? Are you going to get someone who, a professional voiceover guy? How often are you going to get an offer like this? I know I dropped the F bomb, but you know, you guys, you're professional. You're Dunkin' Donuts. Plus, plus you might sell more donuts if someone hears an F bomb. Like, wow, Dunkin' Donuts is cool. You guys are hip, man. No disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. You're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year. Did I mention it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? And you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing. 